Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Under the Fig Tree. Last episode, Bruce and I had a conversation about the fall of man in the garden. During that conversation, we talked about how man tried to cover themselves in their own strength by making aprons out of fig leaves. Those fig leaves were there to hide their sin and their shame. Instead of going back to God, they tried to cover themselves. We see this today. People use all kinds of things. They'll use their talent. They'll use their gifts. They'll even use their ministry to try to cover up some mistakes and some sin and shame instead of going back to the Father and relying on the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to finish that conversation today. And we are so glad that you joined us here under the fig tree. Uh, those fig leaves just covering to hide what's really there. Yes. You know, they're coverings that you can use instead of dealing with the real issue. Oh, boy. The, the fig leaves could never be a substitute for the sin, which is the real issue. Yes. They could only cover the symptoms, which was my shame. Right. And then I started to think about it a little bit more. And I, I, that's why, you know, I think we picked this topic is what else do we use? Yeah. To cover. Yeah. What are some of the other things you mentioned money, which yeah. I think is a great one. Yeah. That a lot of people use to cover, you know, some of these, these, these issues that we have instead of addressing what the real problem is, which is the sin. One of them is uh, is we we can look at what Adam did. Adam Adam projected. Yeah. He deflected <laughs> and projected. Yeah. Onto his spouse. Sure. T- to go even further, he projected onto God himself. Yes, he well, did. God, you know, at the end of the day, God, this is really your fault. Yeah, this is because you, you gave you me. gave me this woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's one of them that that uh, that we humans tend to do today. Yeah. Is we will deflect and we will project, you know. And so you ever work with someone who who sort of kind of like a tattletale? They always kind of wanted to be in the boss's face. And yeah try to inform the boss about, you know, yeah. what this person was doing, what that person wasn't doing. And nine out of 10 times it was them who, you know what I'm saying? Were the real culprits. Yeah. Deflecting and projecting. Right. So I think that's one of them. I think, I think that's something that we have learned quite well to do even in church. Sure. I think one of the other ones is, uh, and, and I think we mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, but I, I, I got a real soft spot in my heart for talented and, and gifted people mm-hmm. because, and I personally believe they need probably as much prayer as the preacher Yeah, because of their talent. It's so easy to rely on your talent or your gifting and to not only rely on, but to hide behind. That's a great point. You know? Never thought of that before as far as the fig leaf. I never thought about a, a talent or a gift in being a fig leaf. That being you, a fig leaf, man, that never you thought can about hide that. behind. And as long as you're moving the congregation with your ability to sing or play or, or even preach, right? Correct. As long as you're moving people, you don't really feel the need to lay out before God. Okay, back to Adam and Eve, right? You don't feel the need to take off those fig leaves and say, Lord, I messed up and I'm exposed. I can't cover myself. Please cover me. You don't feel the need to do that. Why? Because you're still getting accolades. Oh, you sang so well. 
Oh, you preach so well. Oh, you're, oh, you, oh, you know. And it keeps you from really just coming back to God and, and saying, here I am. Yeah. Here I am. God always wants us to run back to him. He's the ultimate father. Yeah. He always wants us to run back to him and he's willing to cover us, but, but he's not going to force us, you know, to take and receive his covering. There's a couple things I've always wondered, and I really don't have an answer for it, to be quite honest. Number one, what would have happened if Adam would have gone directly back to God after that? And number two, what would have happened if the woman ate of the fruit, but Adam didn't? Mm-hmm. I've always wondered those kind of things, mm. you know, and I don't, yeah. I don't really have an answer for it. Yeah, me too. Um, I think maybe in the second scenario, I think maybe provision would have been made for the woman. Mm-hmm. But if Adam would have stood up and did what he was supposed to do, because again, let's be real about it. She didn't have to go looking for him. Right. You know, right. the Bible said that she gave the fruit to her husband with yeah. her. So he was standing there. So yeah. she didn't have to go looking for him. But what if he would have, you know, thought about it after she bit the fruit and said, you know what? I shouldn't have let you do that. And I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then exercise his authority to tell the serpent, beat it. Yeah. Get out of here. You yeah. know, right. I always wonder what would happen, but. You know, it's 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 a it's it's a very interesting scenario to play out in your mind. Yeah. Because on the one hand, you have God who has made this statement that if you eat from it, you're going to die. Surely die. Surely die. <laughs> yes. So you have that. Mm-hmm. But then you also have God, the Redeemer. So it's a very interesting thing to to think about and ponder. It there, is. You know, unless God gives us the answer, we really don't have the answer. No, but I don't have it an is, answer. <laughs> it is certainly fun to think about, you know. It is. Because, you know, it, it would have been real interesting if Adam Adam remained holy and intact before the Lord and all women, oh boy, all women throughout all generations had to, by themselves, make a decision for Jesus or not. Yeah. That would have been really wild, man. <laughs> that would have been really wild. Different scenarios, you know, yeah. that we that we can we can run through in our minds. Um I but I, I you made a great point and I never really thought about giftings and talents. That's being that's fig leaves. But yeah, but the more you the more you say it and the more I think about it, I'm like yeah, I've seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah, and, and to be quite transparent, I've been guilty of that. Oh, me too. You know, sure, <laughs> sure. I've been guilty of that, but I, I think that's one of the, the one of the big faults of mankind uh, is that we we try to do something that we weren't designed to do. Right. You know, I was never designed uh, to be the the sacrifice of my own sin. Right. Uh, but at times we try to do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, we try to take the place of of Jesus, and for some reason. We we want to die or we want to be crucified without him. Yeah. As opposed to what Galatians 2 says, that I'm crucified with Christ. Yes. Um, and we try to be crucified without him. And when we do that, you know, that's another fig leaf, mm. you know, that we, we add on. Uh, these fig leaves, they're really interesting, you know, because they come in all kind of different forms. They and come all kind in of... all forms, shapes, sizes. Correct. Some of them are human. Well... 
some fig leaves are human. Yeah. I know men that um that don't really act like men. Not that they act effeminate, but they just like Adam, they they won't take the lead in their homes. Right. Because they'd rather be quiet and call quiet peace. It's a fig leaf. It is. So then your spouse becomes a fig leaf. Which is a good point because now, <laughs> now you're going right back to, to to what happened. Look, it's this woman you gave me. It's this woman yeah. you gave me. The problem, God, is with this this woman you gave me. Yeah. Obviously, it can play out in in all kinds of different scenarios. But um, you know, when you look at it from Adam's perspective, Adam has to speak to because see, now we're talking structure. We're not talking male female. We're just talking structure. Yeah, it happens to be concerning male, female, Adam, Eve. Yeah, but we're really talking God's structure. So I want I want listeners to understand that we're not making this about that that horrible lady or that horrible woman. <laughs> we're talking structures. God set the structure up. So Adam is now trying to speak to what he did or did not do based on the instructions and the job that he was given by God. Mm-hmm. We said it earlier. You got one job, man. <laughs> you, know? you got one job. And and he and he tries to throw that off on his wife. Yeah. I think it becomes increasingly difficult because yeah, for women who are in a house with a silent man. Oh my um, goodness. It becomes very Dude. difficult for them. Dude. And and I think sometimes I'd say most times, men in their silence end up putting a burden that the woman was not designed to carry. That's exactly right. Um, and that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because for me, my mind just really goes kind of way deep over there. I begin to think about all the, all the female issues that they might have. Sure. Fibromyalgia mm-hmm. comes to mind. I've prayed for so many women over the years for fibromyalgia. All these different issues, and I always wonder, is you know what I'm saying? It's something out of place in the home yeah. that has weighed you down trying to carry something that you weren't designed to carry. I know firsthand, personally, that it can show up in your body, that the stress of it all can show up in your body. And so always have had a, a soft spot in my heart for women, man, you know, I mean, just because of what we're talking about right now, the right. potential, how many women are trying to carry something that they weren't designed to carry because of a silent man or an absent man. Correct. I think you have both issues. I think one of the worst issues is when the man is present but absent. Oh, it's, it's, I you think know? it's worse. I, I, think I it's do worse. believe it's worse. Because you can look and see the guy. Yeah. But he won't do anything. But he won't do anything. You know? <laughs> Would you do something? No, what are nah. you doing at all? Nah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just let you nah. do it. I just let you do it. <laughs> I think that's one of, one of the worst things. And and for our listeners, listen, we're talking about God's structure. We're not beating up on women and and trying to. We're talking about God's order. Or men. And we're not beating up on men either. No, we're, we're just, just talking, talking about, about God's order. This is God's order. <laughs> you know? You know, and, and there's there's a role, and I know people don't like to hear that now, but there's a role that the man was designed 
to play, and there was a role that the woman was designed to play. This is just God's order. Neither is more important than the other. Neither is more important than the other, and if it's and if and if each party plays their role right, there is a verse in Genesis that says that they had dominion. That's right. <laughs> you see, but it's everybody playing the role that God's given the individual person that right. makes it work correctly, and now they have dominion. And the truth of the matter is, when they switch roles, yeah, that's when things just went out of whack. That's why we have to deal with the stuff we deal with now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, because they, they switch roles. Uh, so, like you said, they had dominion. We know for sure that the word was given to the woman. We just don't know how. Yes. We, we assume it's one of two ways. Either God spoke to her himself or Adam shared the word with her. Uh, but we, we do know that Adam was given the word directly from God. We know that yes. for sure. Yes. But we don't know how the woman got the word right. of God. But um, if I'm following uh, God's character and if I'm following what the scripture says, I w- it would lead me to say that Adam gave the word to the woman. Right. If I'm following, sure. you know, the, the I guess the, the template. Yeah. Probably his, the best his, way his to say MO. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the best way to say it. So yeah. no, I agree. Now how she got the other part that we're not even supposed to touch the tree. I'm not sure. And it could have been the Adam told her, hey, don't even touch that tree. It, it could it be that. Been. It very well could have you know, been. But we don't know that for sure. The one thing we do know is at some point, something was added to it. This is what we have to understand. When we start adding and taking away from Scripture, I know what, what the Bible says about a curse comes with that. But I think part part of the way that curse comes in is that we open the door for the enemy to plant. Yeah. Boy, deception. Wow. So we we got <laughs> we wow. open the door for that when we yeah. start to add to. This is one of the things for, and this is for our listeners and you know anybody that you come into contact with. This is why I always tell people, um, and the one thing we teach uh, with with our Bible studies, I don't interpret scripture. Right. I allow scripture to interpret itself. There you go. Because where you see it in one place, you'll see it again. Yes. And you'll get the theme of it. They'll they'll always tie together. Holy Spirit is the best way. He's the best teacher. And if if I don't know anything else in this life for sure, the one thing I do know for sure is that each person, each person on this planet were to follow Holy Spirit completely to the T, we would always come to only one conclusion on any matter. Right. Because he leads and guides into all truth. That's right. If we followed him completely without our own thoughts and our own ideas and everything like that, we would always come to only one conclusion on any matter. Yeah. Uh, because that's that he's not going to contradict himself. He's not going to contradict what's already written. That's right. He's not going to contradict what the, what the father has already spoken or what Jesus has already spoken. He look when Jesus said, I'm bring this comforter here. Yeah. I'm going to release him into the earth. He's only going to testify of me. That's right. And while I'm here, I only testify of my father. That's right. That's right. So so if if Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus and Jesus testifies of the father, then that would mean Holy Spirit testifies of the father. That's right. We have no holes there. Right. Right. So if we would follow him 100 percent of the time. On everything without our own thoughts. Yeah. Um, another the, good the, nugget. The, There'd be no need for fig leaves. No, there'd be no need for fig leaves. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be no need for fig leaves. You, you know, wasted effort and wasted time and all of that. 
trying to cover oneself. There'd be no need for it. No need at all. You know? And then when the world comes and says, half God said, you can say, move, get out of my way. That's right. There's no holes here. Because <laughs> you, you know, know what he I said. I love that. There's, there's no holes here. There's no holes. Get, get, get out of my way. There's no holes, you're, yeah. you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, per se. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended, right? <laughs> Pun intended, right? You know, get out of my way. I always think about, by all indication, the serpent looks different today than it did back then. Sure. The physical animal. Sure. So I always get this picture. This is kind of far out there, but... When you talk about what was her influence, what was Eve's influence? I always get a picture of that serpent up by that tree actually touching the fruit. Gotcha. You know? Mm-hmm. In in that in that dissertation, in that in that communique of hath God said, when she says, Well, he says, I always get this picture that he is it, it's an enticing, right? So imagine him rubbing on the fruit. It looks kind of evil. <laughs> you know. So he's caressing the fruit. Mm-hmm. And I always, I don't know, but I'm, I'm saying, right. you know, when you ask the question, how did she, did Adam tell her, don't even touch it? How did she come to that? And then you said a, a couple seconds after that about the enemy presenting things a certain way and us opening ourselves up to the enemy presenting things. And it makes me think about, man, if he was on, if he was up on, if he was upright, mm-hmm. he would have had access. Which I believe he was. To the tree. Mm-hmm. I believe he was as well. Mm-hmm. Some people might say, well, you know, it might've been metaphoric, a metaphor that he would crawl on his belly. I believe he might've been upright when he first started, lost his legs. Ended up having to slither. I believe that too. You know, but it's just interesting. Anyway, it's it's <laughs> like I said, it's a rabbit trail. Sorry, listeners, I went down a rabbit trail. I saw a squirrel. Sorry. <laughs> well, the main thing, uh, like you said, we've identified a couple of different fig leaves. I'm sure yeah. there's more. There's more. Uh, house, cars. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's sure. plenty more. Um, Business, work. Yeah. Uh, your ministry. Your ministry is a huge <laughs> one. I think it's one of those things that we understand. It's not our job to cover ourselves. Right. And and the beauty of, of the text, when we look at the text, it's all Old Testament, obviously. And in the Old Testament, there were things that were put in place to cover man's sin. Yeah. Under the New Covenant, sin is washed away. It's no yeah. longer covered. So uh, if it's covered, there's an indication that it's still there. Yeah. It's just something's over the top of it. Yeah. So so it's not seen by God uh, in the New Testament. We know that it's washed away by the blood. Yeah. And what God sees when he looks at us is the blood doesn't yeah. see fig leaves anymore. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful so good, thing. Man. Yeah. You know, I, I'd like to leave leave our listeners with this. Many years ago, uh, I was taking communion and the Lord gave me this incredible picture that just ruined me. And it was I saw Jesus on the cross the crown of thorns is on his head. I use this all the time when, I, when we do communion to paint the picture for people. We talk about, you know, we see these, these uh, pictures that represent Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. His loins are always covered. His yep. genitals are always covered. Mm-hmm. 
because that would not be considered, you know, in modern times appropriate. Appropriate, yes, sir. But the truth of the matter is, is that he was completely exposed yep. for us. So here's our connection to the garden. That's right. You see, he uncovers and or gets uncovered completely for us. Yes. But here's the rest of the picture. The blood is running from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Mm -hmm. Although he's exposed, he's showing us that we now can be covered by his blood, which actually physically covered him first while he was exposed on the cross. So even even beyond the blood washing, I love the idea of the blood covering. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The animal skin, the blood covering, Mm -hmm. and in covering, washing away. Because that's the picture that we have of him on the cross. And and in that, and I think that's a beautiful thought. And I I, I want to, because you mentioned communion, and it's <laughs> it, it's hard for me to to pass that uh, without mentioning this. Um, the point that you're making about Jesus on the cross and the crown of thorns and all that kind of stuff, we we need to understand that though he bled there, it wasn't the first time that he bled. Right. When they stuck the crown of thorns on his head, he bled there, but that wasn't the first that time that he the bled. First time. When they punched him and tore his beard out and stuff like that, that was not the first time that he bled. No, it was not. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Bible says that his sweat was as drops of blood, that was not that the was first not time the that first he bled. Time. Yeah, man. The Bible tells us this, that on the eighth day, mm. he was taken to the temple to be circumcised. Boy, it's so good. He was taken to be... T- so circumcision is a picture of the covenant. So the first time Jesus bled, his blood said, I am in covenant with almighty God my God the reason that's so important is because you have to understand the last time he bled was so you could say the same thing man oh man oh man so when I take communion that's one thing I always remember I always remember that Mm. is is the last drop of blood that he had was so I could say that I'm in covenant with almighty God God. just like the first drop that he that he made here in the earth and for the listeners always remember that Always remember that the blood is so that we can be in covenant with God. And maybe one day, Bruce, we'll talk about covenant with our our listeners. (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about it. But when you understand the covenant, when you understand the covenant, it it is such a beautiful thing. This this covenant that we have, the Bible never said that the first covenant was bad. It just said this one is better and it's Mm. built on better promises. Yes. And when we start to understand these promises, and what that covenant actually means, it changes life for you. Oh, so, so maybe good, maybe man. later on down the road, that's something we'll do. But please, when you guys take take your communion, always understand this. There's no more need for fig leaves. There's no more need for your effort to cover yourself. There's only the blood. So and as long good. as we remember the blood and we remember we're in covenant with God, we're, we're going to be okay. Yes. You have to remember that. So I enjoyed the conversation today. Um, I think this was necessary. Um, please always remember, don't concern yourself with the fig leaves. Concern yourself with the finished work yes. on the cross. So I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. And we will see you next time on the Street Tree.